Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. This episode is brought to you by JLL. Get an insider view into the world of commercial real estate with JLL's podcast, Trends and Insights, the Future of Commercial Real Estate. Whether you're curious about making cities more sustainable, the evolution of office space, or AI opportunities, this podcast will help keep you a step ahead. Tune in for candid conversations with business leaders about the biggest trends impacting how we live, work, and play. Subscribe to Trends and Insights now at jll.com slash podcast. You mess with the bull, you get the horns. You get the horns. The Roy Green Show on the Chorus Radio Network. So what is Elton singing? Seven o'clock and I want to rock. I want to get a belly full of beer. Come on, Elton. Seven o'clock and you're falling asleep on the couch, buddy. That's what happens when you reach a certain chronological milestone. or Is it kilometer stone now? Speak up. Speak up. No, no, not the music. Get rid of Elton. I don't believe he's... I don't think he's ever been on a fight in his life. Catherine Swift. Are you there? I'm here. WorkingCanadians.ca. How come I've got an echo? I don't know. I'm in an echo here. I'm in an echo chamber. Oh, I don't so, hear any. No, 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 no. I wasn't asking you. I was asking the studio. Oh, <laughs> okay. So we're both in an echo chamber now. Uh, Linda Leatherdale. Uh, that's a little bit. No, it isn't. Former money editor of the Toronto Sun and um, vice president of Cambria, Canada. Hello, Linda. Hello, Roy. Am I you? in an echo chamber? You, you, you are an echo chamber. I can hear you loud and clear, though, so that's a good thing. <laughs> well, apparently it's, what are you telling me, it's coming from Linda's line? So hang up on her, we'll call you back, Linda. Okay, sure. Okay, I have to make all the executive decisions here. It's rough. It's every, it is rough. That's why they pay you the big money, Roy. Huh? That's why they pay you the big bucks. I'm sorry, the hearing's gone too now. So let us begin as we, yeah, it was Linda, so, uh, because she's gone and the echo is gone. Oh. So we're going to have to buy her a better telephone. Let's begin with a, with a story here, Catherine, that uh, the Fraser Institute um, wrote, or released earlier this week. And that is that uh, the province of Alberta, between 2007 and 2015, Albertans contributed $221.4 billion more revenue to federal coffers than they received in federal transfer payments and services. And I'm just reading from their release, a much larger net contribution than any other province finds a new study released by the Fraser Institute. So Albertans have for so long been talking about the transfer payments, and rightly so. They're still delivering tremendous amounts of money in transfer payments. Is this a system that is totally uh, devolved into inequity? And what happens when, over a longer period of time, if the key contributor, in this case it would be Alberta, starts to struggle economically. Well, it's, it's, uh, equalization is a disaster for many, many, many reasons. Um, it's a very complicated computation that is made as to who gets what. 
And, um, and Alberta, certainly, when you look through the decades, ever since equalization exist, existed, I think they received a pittance <laughs> way, way back in the early stages. But, but literally, they have been a giver for virtually the entire time of equalization. And as the Fraser, you know, that wasn't news. I think it was just an update, <laughs> really, from the Fraser Institute. They have, they have contributed so much to the rest of the country that I don't blame Albertans for a second. Well, well they also they also they also point out that the federal government would be in the red without the province of Alberta yeah. and its constant uh, shoveling of money at everyone else including the bitchers and the moaners in uh, like Denny Coderre oh, wow. who just cannot get enough uh, of complaining about Alberta's oil and cl- climate impact, but it, the greedy little fingers are there and the brown envelopes are open and ready for the cash to be deposited. Well, that's exactly what I was just about to say, Roy, is a lot of the problems with equalization, the original intention was was good in a kind of Pollyanna-ish way because it was meant to equalize the provision of public services across the country. So provinces that had weaker economies, you know, they... they sh- you know, they should have the same number of nurses per capita, you know, and that kind of thing. But, of course, what has happened, what is the perversity of it, is that um, in, in many parts of the country, like Atlantic provinces, for example, have been long-term recipients, as has Quebec, of equalization. And they have more, like, nurse. you know, you want to look at these things like, nurse, I'm just using nurses per capita as one of many sort of indicators one could use. They have actually more than other parts of the country, because when you've got free money, you tend to spend it. Mm-hmm. And, and, and also, you know, the disincentive it has been to governments um, to, to be pr- even remotely prudent with their spending. But once again, if money is flowing to you that you frankly have not earned, then you're going to squander it a lot more than if you actually have to, you know, bust your butt to, to earn it. You know, I lived, you know, I lived in Quebec for yes. 10 of the last 11 years. And I would guarantee you that if I spoke to 100 Quebecers in the area of Quebec that I lived, and I mentioned transfer payments, yeah. and I mentioned that billions and billions and billions of dollars, like 8 or $9 billion in a calendar year, had flown from Alberta to the province of Quebec, they would look at me and say, no, 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 c'est pas possible. No. Well, that, that's because, I mean, every time the, the, the so-called separatist thing comes up, the amount of balderdash <laughs> Yeah, but I'm just, what, I'm, what I'm saying, Catherine, what I'm saying, it's not just Quebec. I think there is such a... There's such a, a, an expectation now. It's like Santa Claus, well, and Santa's always going to bring you presents. It's entitlement, Roy. Because yeah, once you, you, know, once you receive for. something for decades, you, you absolutely expect it. Mm-hmm. And boy, if it was cut off, people would be up in arms like crazy. And yet, it's, but it's not helping. Because it's like, any, it's like a form of welfare. Welfare ultimately undermines your work ethic and, and so on. And, and all of these locations that are, you know, have been the net recipients for ages... Their economies are weak in part because, in, in large part, because they haven't bothered to be competitive. Mm-hmm. Okay, on to something else. Linda, you back with us? I am, Roy. What kind of phone do you have? Well, I, I was on my home phone, but now I'm on my cell phone. Well, there's no echo. There's no echo there, so we'll go with that one for today. Okay, okay? good, good, good. Yes. And, and I will call Bell on your behalf. Because I have to call them on my behalf, too. Well, the home phone is Bell, but I don't know. <laughs> anyway. anyway, let's talk about the interest rates. And for the first time in seven years, and it hasn't been a huge jump, it's been minimal. It's now, it's, what is it, point, the overnight is 0.75. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people would say, that's nah, nothing. But you sent an email, interestingly, 
that you read an article that had to do with the numbers of people who are using equity in their homes mm -hmm. uh, as a cash cow. And guess what happened later that day, or a cash machine, or a cash cow. Uh, later that day, I heard about a guy who had built a wonderful swimming pool outside his house, had bought his wife a brand-new Beamer, and gone out and bought himself a brand-new Mercedes-Benz. With the equity that was in his home. Now he's about 300 grand in the hole for his house, and he's got three depreciating assets. I'm not saying you shouldn't buy a car and shouldn't have a pool, but there wasn't a whole lot of thinking that went into that particular procedure. It's not the first time I've heard this kind of story. Well, I think it's happened right across this country. Um, we've seen rising uh, home values, particularly in the Vancouver and Toronto markets. Um, and it's been an opportunity with these low, low, low interest rates to have a HELOC, and that is a home equity line of credit. And these have been cheap, cheap ways to borrow money. But I think you're right, Roy. Too many have been drunken sailors on this cheap, cheap, cheap borrowing. And the day of reckoning, we kept on saying it on the show. Catherine, you, myself, and Michelle, be careful here. Sooner or later, these rates are going to go up. What I find very interesting, of course, the variable rates all went up on mortgages, and that hits the um, lines of credit. Mm -hmm. um, the long-term mortgages are tied to the bond market. I know this is complicated, so they've sort of held. My advice to anybody is you might want to look at locking in your mortgage at this point in time. But also what I found interesting, Roy, was none of the savings rates in the banks, which yeah. have been a record low, even went up. It was quick on the mark to get those lines of credit rates up, but nothing on the same. What a surprise. We need to let foreign banks into this country and give our banks some competition. They have far too cozy uh, an arrangement and have for forever. What I found interesting in, in part about this recent interest rate increase, and yeah, you know, when you're, when you're on the edge, even a small increase can put you over that edge. But I remember one of my sons bought a house about a year ago. And, you know, one of those rare instances, he depended on mummy's advice because he knows I know finance a lot better than him. And, and I gave him a lot of advice that saved him a whole whack of money. But um, what was intriguing, I, I, said, I, I, I asked him, I said, okay, what, you know, what, what are your mortgage terms again? I know he's locked in. I was curious about for how long and stuff. And he was surprised, and he's 28 years old, uh, that interest rates went up. There's a whole generation who came of age when we had record low rates that right. stayed the same for a very long time. What are interest rates? And they are now saying, oh, oh, this is something new. So, you know, we have it's every, every business cycle, you get a whole bunch of new people, and this is part of the indebtedness, too. When they see free money, an awful lot of people think, oh, bonanza, why wouldn't I take that, you know, home uh, equity line of credit and so on? Because they haven't seen the devastation personally. Yeah. But and that's sad because and of course we you know the old saying if we don't learn from history we're doomed to repeat it and that's unfortunately a lot of what causes a lot well, of well you know what we all we have to do is think back to the 1980s those of us who yeah. were around then so, when yeah, interest the rates were about 18 percent yeah yeah absolutely and so this is something that I mean I know with my young people I know I I ring the, their bells all the time financially because I know they don't they haven't experienced it and therefore they don't realize things can change often very quickly. Yeah. Linda, anything to add? Yeah. 
I was just going to say, remember, there was a moratorium on mortgage renewals because people can afford it when their five-year wait went to 22%. Yeah. So uh, insanity. So be warned. And record, record debt in this country. Record debt. Yeah, I was looking at some stats. Over the last 10 years in Canada, virtually every sector of the economy, government, individuals, businesses, and so on, have doubled their debt. Mm-hmm. Doubled. I mean, that's just under a 100% increase, which is... Massive. <laughs> well, the, uh, the the personal debt in Canada is, what is it, a trillion six? It's higher it's over, than that, yeah. boys. Yeah, it's in, coming up in to that two, ballpark. two trillion. And, and we often say it. You, you don't, you, we're not even bringing in enough after-tax income to service the debt. Well, um, you know, I, I've said this to you both before, and if you've heard me say it before, don't stop me because I want to hear it again. Um Tom Caldwell, it's, it's, that was a joke, by the way. It's one of my jokes. I tried to slip it in. You should have both <laughs> laughed. Okay, okay, I laughed. Did you get it? If you've heard this before, don't stop me because I want to hear it again. Um, Tom Caldwell, the chairman of Caldwell Securities, I remember being on the show with me a few years ago. Whenever I need a dose of sanity, when things are going crazy in the world, I call Tom. And, uh, and he said, you know, Roy, you speak so calmly. You know, in the worst crisis, Tom would be the calm person in the room. And he said, you know, Roy, when we were growing up, we wanted to know how much something cost before we bought it. Yeah. Today, yeah. all they want to know is, can I make the payments? Exactly. That's exactly. Okay. And I know I've used the example. One of my kids bought a car, and, the, the, and, and he said, oh, but, Mom, but I, I can afford that $350 a month. I said, wait a minute. <laughs> I sat yep. down, did the calculations, and he was going to be paying something like 8% in interest when I, when I did the math. And yeah. I gave him money out of my line of credit. He paid me off religiously. He, he got rid of that car loan two years earlier than Good if he him. had and taken well, it. Well, how many young... So, you know, it just goes to show you. How many young people, how many people themselves, and I don't want to destroy the car um, purchasing on time industry, but how many young, how many people really do the f- most fundamental math of oh, all? Yeah, when, yeah. When, 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 let me finish. When, when somebody says... Look, you, you can stretch the payments out over 84 months. How many yeah. people actually go and say, that is seven years? That's ridiculous. And, That's and seven paying, years. But you know what? None of this is complicated. This is what frustrates me. Yeah, Why isn't it this isn't. taught in our schools? This is basic arithmetic. It's because they have to teach sex ed. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, we got to teach basket weaving or something and, and political correctness instead of fund. This is fundamental stuff that isn't complicated, and yet you're right. So many people, not just young people either, are so financially illiterate. And the financial institutions, and I'm sorry, I have no time for them. I worked for a bank once, as you know, as, a, as an economist back in the day. And they feast off the ignorance of people uh, all the time. And, of course, they make a lot of money as a result. And it's, I, it's pre- predatory is what it is. Predatory. I, I, I've never heard you this revved up before. Oh, well. <laughs> Working for a bank. She's, she's really, Started she's really. Life, f- let me tell you, <laughs> Linda, Catherine's really flying, huh? Well, you know what? I'm getting riled up too, Roy, because it's so. Well, when, when oh, you God. see, like Caldwell said, though, I mean, I remember my parents. They needed a new <laughs> fridge, and they didn't have much dough. So, what did they do? Save the money. Exactly. Everybody under the everybody's got a credit card. I've always said my dog could get a credit card. I'm actually tempted to make an application. I bet she could get a. It's credit been card. done. Oh, he will. It's been done. He will. Yeah, it's been yeah, done. It's been okay, done. Oh, stop, 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 please. I have to take a break, <laughs> and then we'll come back, and we'll, we'll, we'll talk some more. And uh, there was another issue that we were, what were we going to get at? Electric cars. Electric cars. Electric cars. Oh, we should maybe also talk about the fact that the United States is assuring Canada 
the NAFTA will be win-win-win. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What, does, what does Trump say all the time? Super fantastic. <laughs> Super califragilistic. His use of, his use of uh, superlatives is truly superlative. Well, that's like Jane Philpott, the federal minister of health, when I interviewed her, kept telling me how fantastic my questions were and then couldn't answer any of them. <laughs> she thought by flattering you, you'd back off. She should know uh, better. Yeah, I don't think that's ever going to happen. Yeah, she didn't okay. know you clearly, right? She didn't know me, clearly. We're going to take a break. We'll come back more with Catherine Swift, WorkingCanadians.ca, Linda Leatherdale, independent financial ad- expert, not advisor, expert, business expert, uh, LindaLeatherdale.com and vice president of Cambria, Canada. Our great friend Michelle Simpson, the former liberal MP and seatmate to the prime minister, is uh, at a charity golf tournament today for the hospice that Michelle supports. And uh, she and I had an email exchange earlier in the week, and she wanted me to mention this. And I just I sent her an email. I said, one of the situ- one of the concerns I have is when, when a new life is born, there is tremendous excitement, as there should be. But when a life ebbs away, everyone looks away. And we need, we need to be more considerate. Um, anyway, uh, Michelle is at the golf tournament for the hospice. We'll come back more with Catherine and Linda and NAFTA and electric cars. I, I saw one the other day, electric car. And the first thing I thought, what, what's wrong with that car? What, what, what's wrong? What, what's wrong with it? First of all, it's very quiet. But then I saw it didn't have an exhaust pipe. Think you can swim with the sharks? Talk with Mr. Great White himself, Roy Green. The Roy Green Show on the Chorus Radio Network. Tomorrow on the show, Daniel Pipes is going to be joining us. He's the founder of the Middle East Forum. And uh, he's going to track the Cotter family in uh, Canada, the influence uh, or the activities of the Cotter family. It's quite a fascinating uh, uh, description that he has and a, and a cor- chronology. And then Daniel Pipes is extremely unhappy with the fact that McLean's magazine put Cotter on the cover with um, two actual really significant victims of of violence. Um, yeah, no more about Cotter for the rest of today. We've talked about him a lot. It's Catherine Swift, the workingcanadians.ca. What's the, what's the background noise? Sounds like it's me. barking. <laughs> what are you doing now, Linda? I believe my daughter Skye has just arrived, and I apologize, but the pugs are going wild. I apologize. <laughs> I mean, you're either going to have to control those dogs, <laughs> or I'm going to come over and control them for you. Well, well I, I would love, they would love to meet your dog. Son's family here, and I am holed up in my bedroom so that I don't hear all the She's got a crazy dog, too. And dogs, and et cetera. And my dog is the craziest of them all. i got the rowdies, oh. but i got two of them. I've got left, I've got, I've got it in stereo all day. <laughs> and, look, we have 10 seconds on NAFTA, literally, literally, 10 seconds each. Go. Linda. Well, I'll believe it when I see it. I think this U.S. administration is so unpredictable. I don't think we can, we, we know what to expect. And I, and I don't believe they're happy bromides about everything's going to be win-win-win. Okay, Linda? I think that uh, they should look at how it has worked for Canada and for the United States, and I think it's foolish to unseat it. And we shall tell within due course. Uh, Catherine Swift, Linda Leatherdale, thank you so much. We'll get back with you next Saturday with another Beauties and the Beast. And I'll make sure the dogs are quiet. (laughs) 
I wish you would. Keep them, give them a big treat, you know? Give them a treat. Feed, feed, feed Ian to them. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I'm back and I'm going to tell you about tomorrow.